Chris Godwin appears to be staying put, or at least that's what some believe. No trades happening to help at the quarterback position, and it looks as though Ryan Jensen and Alex Kappa are priorities for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We dive into all that on a WTSP Wednesday episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast. Let's go! You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bucks Nation, and welcome to the Locked On Bucks Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And we thank you for making us your first listen or view of the day. I am James Yarko, joined as I always am on Wednesdays by Evan Klosky of 10 Tampa Bay. I'm covering your Tampa Bay Buccaneers over at BucksNation.com. And when we aren't here, when we aren't there, we are on the Twitter sphere at JRCO underscore Bucks. My normal co-host, David Harrison at DHarrison82. Evan is at Eklosky WTSP. Then at Locked on Bucks is the show and at Bucks underscore Nation for David and my written content. Again, we thank you for making Locked on Bucks your first listen or view of the day. And there's stuff coming out of Indianapolis where I was supposed to be on Tuesday. And I'm very sad that I wasn't. But that is neither here nor there. Because oh, it's here it's, and it's there. It's a little bit of everywhere. Uh, <laughs> but Jason Light, Bruce Arians spoke to the media, as they always do to kick off the combine. And the big thing right now, Chris Godwin, it appears that he is staying put in Tampa. At least that is according to one outlet. Here's what Bruce and Jason had to say. Bruce Arians and Jason Light were asked about Chris Godwin, of course, during their media time at the NFL Scouting Combine. They spoke about how vital he is to the team and that it's, quote, hard to imagine the offense without him, end quote. That is according to Jason Light. Then PewterReport.com tweeted out, quote, Bucks wide receiver Chris Godwin isn't going anywhere, folks. He's going to stay in Tampa Bay with a new deal. It's not done yet, but it's coming. So after a flood of bad news for the Buccaneers, starting with Tom Brady retiring, then you have Ali Marpet's unexpected retirement. Then you have the creamsicle jerseys not returning until 2023, when we hey, they're returning. That's a positive. It, but it was supposed to be 2022, so that's still a little bit – it's a kick in the shin. All right, we'll yeah. say we know it's okay, coming, yeah. but it's not coming as fast as we wanted. Conspiracy theory, Tom Brady, Ali Marpet come out of retirement in 2023 to wear the creamsicle uniforms. But, Evan, what is your take on this Chris Godwin stuff? We knew he was going to be a priority. We knew the Buccaneers wanted him back. But Pewter Report dropping the bomb that he's going to stay in Tampa, that a deal's not done yet, but it is going to get done. What's your initial reaction to uh, to that news? Yeah, I mean, assuming it's true, and obviously it's just just one source, and you know, at least my neck of the woods, at least at least have a couple of more. Um, but usually, Pewter Report's pretty good with this stuff, and uh, my initial report is. is we this is kind of what we thought was going to happen um especially when you look at the bucks roster 
Mike Evans is tremendous, but Mike Evans is not as good if you do not have, you know, Batman and Batman. I don't even want to call one of them a Robin, but like Evans and Godwin amplify each other. And with both of them, then you you still need to fill out your other wide receiver positions. Don't get me wrong. The depth is an issue. But um, if you were to look at those wide receivers and have Evans, Godwin, and whoever, and then and then you just have Evans and whoever. I mean, that's going from like a, a top half of the league wide receiving duo without even factoring another name after those two to, I mean, a, a, a nothing burger, essentially. I mean, like, I love Evans, but he can only do so much. He already gets double teamed as is. Uh, and, and that was when in the days of Antonio Brown and Chris Godwin on the field. So um, assuming it's true. This is huge news. I understand quarterback remains a huge question mark, but um, whoever is throwing the rock is going to be extremely excited to have those two options, and the the offense can function like it's supposed to, and uh, Bruce Arians doesn't have to be pulling out his hair so much when, and Byron Leftwich for that matter, when installing. Yeah, well, I mean, and David and I did a mock draft on yesterday's episode, and and this mock draft came from the Locked On NFL Draft podcast. They had Chris Olave going to the Buccaneers at 27. So you talk about a trio, if that came to fruition, a trio of Evans, Godwin, and Olave, you can win some games with Blaine Gabbert. You can win some games with Kyle Trask. Yeah, we're going to talk about the quarterbacks in just a moment, but getting Chris Godwin back is a huge, huge move for the Buccaneers again assuming that what Pewter Report is tweeting out is true and and knowing Scott and 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 what he does over at Pewter Report I don't think he puts that out into the Twitter world if he's not really really confident in what he's being told uh you know Scott Reynolds is totally for a very a very long time around this organization so I'm confident that that is going to come to fruition so shout out Scott Reynolds of Pewter Report for um, for tweeting that out and and kind of putting a smile on the faces of Buccaneers fans. The the big question, of course, is what's it going to cost? But you know, if you're rolling with a Blaine Gabbard, if you're rolling with a Kyle Trask, then you have a little bit more money to lock up a guy like Chris Godwin, and you know that's that's a huge building block for the future. I don't see Blaine Gabbard being the quarterback for the next four or five years. I don't really see Kyle Trask being the quarterback for the next four or five years. So it it establishes what they had before Tom Brady came to town that made Tampa such an enticing option for Brady to come to. They might be putting the pieces in place to do something like that again if a Deshaun Watson were to hit free agency, if a Aaron Rodgers were to hit free agency, you know, things of that nature. So it, it may not be uh, – a, a, and I, I don't want to – go too far but it may not be a championship contending season in 2022 but maybe you start looking at 2023 and saying okay here we go we can rev up the engine again yeah and i I think that's important when when talking about what we've heard from bruce arians and jason light and uh and let me just say this before we go into everything that bruce arians has told us he is top five biggest misleading quotes in the national football league this guy says one thing and it goes another which way. Number one of the league, by the way, is Pete Carroll. Okay. Yes. So, Pete Carroll is the number one. Whatever he says, it's the exact opposite. Um, so, having said that, you know, like Bruce Arians said, 
hey, I don't envision we're going to draft a quarterback. For all we know, the first round is going to come up and they're going to draft a quarterback. But taking Bruce Arians and company at their word, uh, it, both him and Light reiterated that they do not think they are going to be giving up assets and mortgaging the future. And that was really – they haven't differed off the line of saying we're a win-now team. But to me, that was the first signs of, uh, I don't know if we're so win now. And uh, I mentioned this before in a previous podcast, that, you know, with you and and I forget which week it came, but uh, you know, I'm a firm believer in 2023. I think that this is a regrouping year. I think you kind of, the Bucks are not in a bad spot. I just think they need to clear the deck in 2022, make some things happen, get some more draft picks in, figure out the cap situation. And then 2023, you strike when there are a lot more QB options out there. And once you put a QB on this team in particular, I know QBs on, it's easy to say, I put a QB in and all of a sudden you're a great team. But but this team in particular with a competent QB uh, or even above a, above average competent QB, uh, that's the difference between a playoff team and a Super Bowl caliber team. Now, a lot of teams can be a playoff team with a great quarterback, but look at the Rams, right? Mediocre at best, Jared Goff, and I would argue that he's below average, obviously. Mm -hmm. You bring in a, a competent to above average competent quarterback, and all of a sudden, you know, they go from a team that has uh, that made a Super Bowl with Jared Goff when he was a little bit better, but you know, play a playoff caliber team to a Super Bowl winning team. So that, that's that's my difference in comment that I want to explain. Yeah, we're going to get into the quarterback conversation a little bit more here in just a moment. But you know, you take a look at at the Bucks quarterback situation. Chris Godwin, obviously, if you're going to put money on where those players are going to end up you know we're going to send you over to bet online because football might be over for the season, but basketball is full steam ahead for both pro and college hoops. We are knocking on the door of March Madness, which is just one of the best times of the year. And not only that, we're talking about combine props. You want to bet on the combine? We got over under for the 40 over under for the fastest 20 yard shuttle most bench press reps over under there are the the positions that are going to run the fastest 40 there's odds at corner and wide receiver and running back you can bet on rich eisen's 40 yard dash all of that over at bet online from the latest odds totals player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land betonline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs Bet online remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball or the scouting combine. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. Bet online, where the game starts. Segment two here of the Locked On Bucks podcast. And thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen every day. Make sure you're following Locked On NFL, Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NFL every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It is free and available wherever you get your podcast. So, Evan, as you started to talk about at the end of segment one, the quarterback situation in Tampa is not good uh, at all. So while they were speaking to the media in Indianapolis, Bruce Arians was less than optimistic that the Bucs would make a big move for a quarterback in the trade market. 
He said teams don't give up high-caliber quarterbacks unless they have a great number two on the bench. Jason Light said that the quarterback trade market is always far more talk than it is action. Aaron's also mentioned that a move for Deshaun Watson would be an organizational decision, basically saying, look, the Glazer family is going to have to give the okay on something like this. So with all this in mind, uh, you know, where does that really leave the Bucs in addressing the most important position on the field? I, I, I've said it from the jump, as excited as I would be for a Russell Wilson trade or even a Deshaun Watson trade or a Derek Carr trade, I felt that if the Buccaneers traded for a starting quarterback, the most likely person to end up in Tampa was going to be Jimmy Garoppolo. Garoppolo and the Niners both want to part ways. You know, they're trying to facilitate a deal. You have the connection between the Buccaneers and John Lynch. They could probably hammer something out. And because the 49ers want to move on from Garoppolo, Garoppolo wants to move on from the 49ers, the compensation wouldn't be nearly as high as it would be for a Carr or for a Watson or for a Wilson or for a Rodgers. So it still seems kind of far-fetched that they would even go that route. But what is your take now on the quarterback situation with Blaine Gabbard is a free agent. They got Kyle Trask. You got Teddy Bridgewater floating out there. Jameis Winston was even talked about with Bruce Arians. What are your thoughts? You know, I I reiterate the sentiments that you have. Um, you know, I'm the one that said Jimmy G would be an option, though uh, it does seem like Bruce Arians and company are not sold on what Jimmy G can do and whether he can run that offense uh, effectively. So, uh, recently I've cooled off on that thought. Um, you know, I was really gung ho about it, uh, a few weeks ago and I agree with you on the, the quarterback trades, e- even before the, we heard from Arians and light, it's just to make those trades, you have to mortgage the future future with assets. And, and this team is in a good spot and the, to mortgage the future, you need a Tom Brady, uh, you know, in house. It's just, there's too many guesses. And you need to solidify the fact that they would be here a long time. And with their salary cap issues, you got to let people go. You're pretty much just creating a new problem to bring in somebody else who fixes an old problem. So it's, it's very complicated, very complicated. So where does that leave the Buccaneers? They could, in theory, sign a lot of the guys they want to bring back, their core group, and roll with Blaine Gabbert, um, a guy that Bruce Arians loves. Have Blaine Gabbert, Kyle Trask, and, you know, some third stringer that you can snag on the cheap, uh, battle, you know, Ryan Griffin and, you know, who will be on the practice squad again or something, and somebody else battle it out and just see how it goes. Um, I, I know that's not the answer that, that everybody wants to hear. I'm just saying that's one option where you can – bring everybody that you need to come back. Then in 2023, you can focus in a quarterback again, manipulate the salary cap, avoid some years, make a real push. Uh, and, and I'm somebody who's not a fan. So I think I can have a bit more patience in this situation that I believe if you take an off year to create many more years of success, it might be, it might be more worth it. So, um, I think Gabbert's a pretty strong option. I believe Teddy Bridgewater and, and those kind of names are also out there. I, you know, I would think Carson Wentz is somebody that maybe you 
mess around with just because he has such a, a big arm. Um, but, you know, I remember Bruce Aarons talking about Carson Wentz when they played Indianapolis, and the game plan was to force him into throws because they knew he was going to make a ton of mistakes. And uh, Bruce Aarons mentioned that the thing that he wants in a quarterback is limit turnovers. So, um, you know, if Bruce has all this confidence in Blaine and – Bruce ain't getting any younger, and he thinks that this is a guy that he can go to war with and uh, and and fight tooth and nail to, to get some wins. Then um, I gotta trust Bruce on that one. So again, Bruce, um, <laughs> I don't know. You know, he might have been just fluffing up Blaine Gabbert for whatever reason, bring him in as a backup, and they get somebody else and do what they've normally done. But um, it just seems like Light and, and, and Arians were really hammering home positive thoughts on Blaine Gabbert and kind of building a narrative for him in Indianapolis. Yeah, it, it does seem that way. And, and of course, Bruce Arians said that Kyle Trask is going to have an opportunity to compete to be the starter. They'll they'll see what they have in him. And and I know it it is going to frustrate a lot of Buccaneers fans, a lot of our listeners and, and viewers, if the starter is Blaine Gabbert or Kyle Trask. You know, a lot of them feel that the Bucs are still in win-now mode, but sometimes it's not the worst idea in the world, as, as we've kind of discussed here, that, you know, you you – are on a, a high in, in 2020 winning the Super Bowl. You dip a little bit, you know, losing in the division around. Now you're going to take a, a, a bigger dip because of the potential quarterback play in 2022. But like you said, you're not spending 25 million, 30 million on your quarterback position with Blaine Gabbard or Kyle Trask. You can lock up Godwin. You can potentially bring back Leonard Fournette. You can solidify that offensive line that we're going to talk about in just a moment. Then all of a sudden in 2023, you're right back up on the upswing and you have all these guys locked up and now you can sustain that competitive edge. You can sustain that championship caliber roster a little bit longer than going all in for one more year and then having to go full-blown rebuild it and blow everything up and take a machete to the roster. So it's, and- it's not what people are going to be excited about. But the long-term implications, I think, if this is the route they end up going, will be beneficial for the Buccaneers as a franchise. Yeah, and and to that point very quickly, obviously Deshaun Watson. um, Rosarians did not say he was not interested. Mm -hmm. He pretty much punted it and said the Glazers need to sign off. Um, So it seemed like both Jason Light who did something similar, uh, Jason Light and Bruce Arians really put the decision on the Glazers more than saying, look, we're not, you know, this wasn't like a, a Giants move, right? The Giants came out, no, we aren't getting him. These, you know, Light and Arians were like, mm, we're really not the people you want to talk to. Right. Um, and so that was kind of a way to sidestep it. And to go with my narrative here of building to 2023, you can bring in Deshaun Watson. He'll get suspended probably like eight games if everything mm-hmm. that we think happens, happens. There's so many what ifs with Deshaun Watson, but the Buccaneers would essentially bring him in understanding that 2022 is a wash anyway. So whatever. You bring in Blaine Gabbert. He plays for eight games. You see what you get out of him. You have Deshaun Watson waiting not only at the end of this year, but in perpetuity, essentially, um, and you're set, and like you, you, your future is set. You got, you're ready to rock come next year, but um, 
know, there's a lot of ethical and, and moral question marks with that signing. And, and this organization has to think long and hard about that going beyond wins and losses and thinking about if they believe that Deshaun Watson is a character they want wearing a Buccaneers uniform. Yeah, yeah, certainly plenty of questions. And, and who knows, by the time that rolls around, by the time they potentially get the okay from the Glazers, we might have a better idea as to what's going on with the civil suits. Everything could be cleared up and and done with, and, and he could be good to go. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But but you are right, and, and Deshaun Watson and Bruce Arians have heaped a lot of praise on one another over the years. And to say, you know what? That's not our decision to make. That's not a no. That's not a no. So it, it is still something to keep an eye on, but I think the likelihood is declining a little bit more by the day. Uh, we will have more from Bruce Arians and Jason Light out of the scouting combine coming up in just a moment. And look, Evan, I don't know if you've been. I, I went to the combine a few years ago. David and I were there. You're racing around all over the place. You're trying to catch this guy and that guy at the podium. And they have a wonderfully catered lunch in the media room. But sometimes you can't really make it back. You're on the run. It's nice to have a built bar. A built bar, baby. To go so that, you know, you get, that, loaded. You, you get a healthy boost and tide yourself over because built bars, they're, they're just the best. And if you haven't tried them yet, you need to try the puffs. Because the puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar, they are a treat. And they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors yummy, cinnamony, churro. There's coconut marshmallow, there's banana cream pie. All of them absolutely delicious. They're going to be your new favorite. All built bars, including the puffs. Covered in 100% real chocolate, low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bars with built bars because a typical candy bar, anywhere from two to 300 calories. A built bar, 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, 17 grams of protein. You can compare that to a candy bar. It's not even a comparison. Built bar blows them away. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, white chocolate cookies and cream. They're all delicious. And your next one could be your favorite one. Go to built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. You're going to get 15% off your order. Again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Wrapping things up here on a WTSB Wednesday edition of Locked on Bucks podcast. James Jarko, Evan Klosky on Twitter at JRCO underscore Bucks at EKlosky WTSP. Let's do the O-line shuffle. Evan, you texted David and myself on Sunday when the news broke um, that Ali Marpet was retiring, kind of came out of nowhere. And uh, it was another big topic of discussion in Indianapolis with both B.A. and Jason Light. And they both expressed desire, almost a necessity, to bring back Ryan Jensen and Alex Kappa, now especially with the loss of Ali Marpet. And because of the loss of Ali Marpet, they have about $10 million in extra money to work with that they weren't really planning on. So it seems like re-signing Jensen and re-signing Kappa is far more of a possibility now than it was just three, four days ago. How do you see this O-line situation shaking out where they've lost one of their guards and then you have your center, 
your other starting guard, and your backup guard who filled in for one of your starters in the Super Bowl all hitting the free agent market. Yeah, so it was very interesting that um, I want to say it was Jason Light, right? He's uh, Jason Light said, look, we if we bring back Jensen, Kappa, and Stinney, we're set. Yeah, We're all good to go, uh, which was a weird juxtaposition to the fact that they want to look at more O-line was a bit concerned that I didn't hear one thing about Hainsey. Um, you know, you would think – I like those instincts and in someone to be like, you know, we got Robert Hain- – like he went through the old line didn't – you know, went right to Stinney, didn't mention Hainsey. Hainsey was somebody that we thought could maybe fill in for Ryan Jensen at center, maybe Kappa at guard, go back to his original position with Notre Dame. Um, if, the, if that all works out, that's – it's not really that big of an issue – uh, they aren't what they were because Ali Marpet was one of the best guards in the league and, and Kappa isn't quite what Marpet is. But now that you've created like $10 million in space with Marpet gone, which is not the way you wanted to draw it up, but you got some extra cash, you can pretty much take that money and give it to Kappa and it's a wash, right? You, 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 and Kappa probably doesn't even command that much. Uh, maybe a little bit less, but it's something around that ballpark figure. It could be a, a similar amount to what you'd give Ryan Jensen, though, um, for a couple of years, two or three years. So with one, I imagine the Marpet money is going to go to either Jensen or Kappa. So I, I imagine one of them's coming back. I imagine Stinney will come back because you're going to come to, you're going to go to Stinney and be like, we got a job for you. Mm-hmm. Like, we're planning on you starting. So I don't know if anybody else is going to really make that offer to him and give him a ton of money to be their starter when he hasn't necessarily had that role yet. Um, so, he, I mean, he's going to have every shot to be a starter next year and, and uh, next season. I think he deserves it. But uh, as far as the, the O-line shakeup, uh, yeah, I, I was uh, really interested in that response of just how important they felt like it was to bring back Kappa Jensen and Stinney and, and mention them and, and say that this is our – sort of our plan. I'm, I'm very interested to see if there's a team out there that's going to overpay for Jensen because Could Ryan, Ryan Jensen, the tenacity, the just the, what he brings to a locker room and that offense and just that mentality, that's something that a lot of players do not have. He's got that chip. He's got that edge and he elevates people around him. So, you know, I think about a guy like uh, Joe Burrow, how much he would help Cincinnati, just a team that made it to the Super Bowl and just to bring in a personality of somebody who, who won it all and to really protect up front. Like to me, if I'm Cincinnati, I would overpay for Jensen because that, that what he brings is exactly what the team needs. So it's a good, you know, it's one thing to have a goal. It's one, it's another thing to, to be able to follow through because other people do have more money than the Bucks. But um, it's a big question mark. Uh, Marpet cannot be replaced. The offensive line is not going to be as good as it has been the last couple of years. The positive is you still have Tristan Wirfs. You still have Donovan Smith. Uh, you know, your buns on the hamburger are rock solid. Those things are not coming apart. We just got to figure out what the meat looks like. And and I think it's going to come together. And uh, it won't be – I think worst-case scenario, they'll be middle of the road. Worst-case scenario. That's um, fair. Which – is a drop down from a top five unit, arguably the best unit. But um, I don't think this is going to be something where we're like, 
you know, my Lord, what is happening? Uh, I will, I do imagine more quarterback sacks though. You know, that's the other difference. You don't have Tom Brady's not back there. Um, you're going to get eaten up a little bit more because you're not releasing the ball as fast. You're not processing things as quickly. So, uh, just, just expect the quarterback to be on on their butt a, a little bit more in 2022, um, with with the change at quarterback and also with the change kind of in in your hamburger meat. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to create this analogy, but you know, I, in I the like, middle, I like it. You you may be going from like an Angus burger to just like your standard, you know, standard choice ground beef. That's you know, that that's all worse. What about that wagyu? Oh man, Oof. that that would be if they brought in Quentin Nelson to, to <laughs> yeah, replace yeah. Ali Marpet. So, all right, well, Evan, real quick before we get out of here, we do have a listener voicemail that we are going to hear as they are answering our question of the week. And for those of you that don't know what the question is or don't remember what the question of the week is, I asked. Despite all of the superstars that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have had in their illustrious history, who is your all-time favorite NFL player to never suit up for the Buccaneers? So with that, we are going to dive in to the voicemail line. Yo, what's going on, Locked On Buck Squad? It's your boy Mo Mack and I'm here in San Jose. Uh, just calling in to answer the uh, question of the day or question of the week. Uh, about who your favorite non-Buccaneer player is. Uh, I got two for you. I got one that's in the league currently and one that's not in the league. Um, and they're both running backs. I was a, a San Diego kid, grew up watching the Chargers, never really got the fandom um, because that was safe for the Buccaneers. But, man, LaDainian Tomlinson was a, was a real threat to anyone that was trying to tackle him. Uh, the guy was elusive. He was just a he was just a, a standout player and off the field. The guy was a great dude too. Uh, I just love everything about him. Uh, and the player that I think is uh, in the league that I like right now is it's got to be Joe Mixon. He gets a lot of crap. He gets a lot of crap for uh, you know being inconsistent or you know not really living up to like draft capital or the hype or anything. Uh, probably because you know how he was in uh, college and, you know, the the, the word coming out uh, when he was coming out. But, man, the guy is just – he's he, – what do you say about him on the field? He's he's going to give it everything he's got. He's a, He gets stronger as the game goes on. And, man, he, he really he really makes that team in Cincinnati a, a better team because, you know, he's always consistent and, and he's a leader. He's just, a, he's just an overall good running back to have behind a, a especially a rookie quarterback or a, you know a young quarterback like uh Joe Burrow but uh yeah man there you go those are my two favorites all right thank you very much for the call and for answering the question of the week Evan do you have an all-time favorite NFL player to never be a buccaneer I will be very quick with it Wayne Corbett Wait, I loved Wayne Corbett one of my good friends in uh all through school from elementary through high school had a Wayne Corbett Jersey uh, shout out. He was, he was fun to watch, but if you would like to answer the question of the week, of course you can send us your email to locked on bucks podcast, gmail.com or give us a shout at 813-444-5841. Thank you for making locked on bucks. Your first listen or view every day. Now make your second listen 
the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring you the bring the NFL draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It is also free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Of course, you can check out everything Evan is doing over at 10tampabay.com. We're talking Bucks. We're talking Lightning. We're not really talking about the Rays because the MLB, There's nothing talked about. The MLB is the worst commissioner in the history of sports. And yeah. that's tough with Gary Bettman in the NHL. It's tough. We're we're concerned about banning the shift instead of managers, I don't know, managing their team to hit away from the shift because that's too complicated anyway. But of course, all of Evan's stuff over there at 10tampabay.com and on 10 Tampa Bay. You can check out everything David and I are doing over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, at Eklosky, WTSP, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to one another, fire those hands. Thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked On Bucks.